Welcome to the Business Abundance Podcast, providing the tools and knowledge to help small business owners succeed. For additional resources, visit www.businessabundance.online. Welcome back to the Business Abundance Podcast. I'm Reen. I'm Rowan. I'm Ian. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to experience imposter syndrome and some tips on how to tackle it. Oh, what is imposter syndrome? What is imposter syndrome? I'm feeling a massive deja vu here. It's almost like I don't belong on the podcast. I feel like I'm a fraud or something. (laughs) And that's exactly what imposter syndrome is. It's it's doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Well, that's lucky. You've got someone who already feels like a fraud. We could talk for days. (laughs) Let's just unpack that. Ro, do you want to chime in while Reek gathers herself I don't know what the issue is today, but I thought I'd just stay quiet for a little bit. I just didn't think like I had the, the right uh, equipment to comment on this matter. Oh, okay. You never felt like a fraud? Like you don't belong? Like you're overachieving in a world where everyone else seems to be better than you? It's a pretty good definition right there. Yeah. Some good information. I'll do what I can. Yeah, it's pretty common. It is. Apparently it's common among high-performing individuals. Oh, I think I inadvertently called myself a high-performing individual. Lisa will never believe that. Lisa, if you're listening, please give Ian some more good feedback at home. Can you have imposter syndrome in a marriage? Yes. Oh, you can. You probably no, you can. can. Yeah. You can have imposter syndrome in relationships and in business. Yeah, right. On fear of not being good enough. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. There's a TV show on Netflix at the moment that's super popular. It's called Never Have I Ever. Okay. And it's based around a girl, her name's Davy. Um, she's American Indian and she is like super, super smart, but like she's part of like the stereotypical nerdy kind of crowd. So she's, Fantastic. She's not cool, mm. you know. <laughs> well, she's cool in the stereotypical nerd, nerdy crowd. Yeah. But like the, the whole school thinks of her as, um, you know, like nerdy Davy. Okay. Um, and she has this major crush on the most popular guy in the school. Oh, it doesn't sound like that's played out <laughs> in the past before. And she eventually starts dating him and she like self-sabotages and ruins it because she just thinks that she's not good enough for him. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, you can have it in relationships too. There you it's go. actually a high-performing data. Yes. Yeah. it doesn't always apply. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, it's a pretty uh, interesting topic. I think uh, Reek said, oh, we need to talk about this on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, is it a whole podcast? And I thought about it. I thought, that's very common. A lot of people, that do things. Well, it sounds like that character felt like they were above their station. In life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sometimes, I guess, we can be in situations where we feel like we're not quite ready to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also you can feel like, oh, gee, is what I'm doing actually that good? Because you're so used to doing it. Mm. You know, you've probably had some really fantastic ones and then when you do something good, you don't even think it's good. Or well, mm. you're trying to start something new and you don't know if you're good enough to be doing the new thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you get a new promotion at work or something like that, you take on a new management role that you haven't done before and you're like, hang on, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Why am I here? Why did I get chosen to do this? Yeah. Have Correct. you ever experienced um, imposter syndrome, Rowan? Me? Well, I think everyone's experienced it. Like we just gave heaps of different examples there of places and ways you could experience it. But, yeah, should I be here? Should I be doing this? Like you could do on the sports field, you can be at school, you can be with friends or like you're saying that lady with a partner and things like that and like, oh, geez, yeah, I'm not good enough to be in this situation or sometimes you know you're good enough to be there and it's probably what's really relevant to what I do or consult about some pretty complex topics and some pretty important things for 
a lot of people. You know, sometimes things are affecting hundreds of people and pretty important. And you go, gee, what was I thinking about last night? I was watching Netflix and watching Below Deck, some absolute trash TV, and here I am trying to work out this complex thing. And, man, why would you be listening to me? What's and Below Deck? Oh, it's a TV show just about a crew on um, super yachts. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's just trashy enough I to I thought it was me. about pergolas. What's a super yacht? <laughs> super yacht? Do you know what a super yacht is? No. It's a boat. It's a big boat. But you don't call it a boat because you yacht. Oh, yeah, it's a ship. It could be a ship, yeah. Mm. Um, but basically they're going to be at least 100 feet long. Um, if we don't know about feet, that's probably over 30 metres. And you have a whole crew of engineers and captain and mates and stewardesses. Yeah. Stewards. Mm. They call them stews. And oh. um, then the guests come on for a night or two and pay 30, 40, 50 grand, 100 grand, and then they pay tips on top of it. And you just get the drama of the crew and you get the, the interesting what, what's, who's coming on next and what are they going to do and just trashy enough to uh, – but not too trashy that it's – I can't watch it. It's lighthearted enough that I don't have to pay attention. So and it's like rich people, Jersey Shore. No, 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 that's way too trashy for me. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it's nice to just uh, look at something that's not very complicated every now and then. Sounds like the kind of situation where if you walked on that boat you might get imposter syndrome. Should I be on this boat? I don't think any of those people have that issue. No. I definitely think they should be on the boat. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's probably not the best topic of conversation, my evening habits. But, yeah, going back to the story is that, uh, yeah, you can sometimes be doing things and you're saying, have I ever felt it? And you're talking about this and you're talking about that and going, oh, working this out. And you think, oh, man, should I even be working this out? Oh, what was I doing yesterday? I'm just a normal person. Like I was going to cricket training, doing this, and then now I'm doing this and – but you sort of get used to what you do and what level you're at and you think that's normal and you forget that that's not normal. Um, so, yeah, definitely as a professional you, you have it all the time and something you need to be well aware of. So you, you notice it straight away. You sort of think about that and you go, that's this. Yep, no, we're good now. <laughs> that's actually why I started wearing the propeller hat. You're on. Yeah. Got asked to do a, uh, a like a panel thing in front of a crowd of people and uh, it was on marketing and advertising. Oh, well, how are we going to be memorable? Let's chuck the propeller hat on and people are going to remember who I was at the very least. It was almost like your mask, your costume. So you're up on stage and you've got some pretty big wigs out in the crowd and they're asking questions of this panel of people that are way more qualified than I am. Yeah. And I've just got an alternative view. But you're on the panel, so you're just as qualified to be there as that. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. And um, I've just found that now whenever I have to speak in front of a crowd, out comes propeller hat. Yeah. Wishka, shields up. Yeah, interesting. It's like persona shows on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of actors feel that way too. Um, they have wear you seen... propeller <laughs> No, not quite. You should trademark it, damn it. <laughs> have you seen Doctor Who? Yes. Good. So you know who David Tennant is? Oh, yeah. We love David Tennant. <laughs> yeah. Haven't seen much of the new stuff. Me neither. Did see a little bit of David Tennant stuff. David Tennant, Matt me. It's good. Re asked me if I knew. <laughs> if I Tom Baker. Doctor Tom Baker. Did I know this person before you arrived? I said, you just need to wait for him to get here. Tom Baker. Doctor That's Who. old. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Read the zingers. It. Take that, old men. Is he the one with the scarf? Yes. Yeah. Curly hair. Yeah, yeah so going back to the propeller hat, so you're saying like it was imposter syndrome thing, but I guess it was part sort of, of. Part yeah. of like a mask, so there's something. Here's my persona. Yeah, here's okay. my persona. It's yeah, not I can, me. It's I can walk with there. you guys. Yeah, and eventually, I mean, it's a two-hour long thing. 
So eventually you believe it yourself. Yeah, so you were thinking... I'm supposed to be here. So you're going into the, well, like, to fake it till you make it attitude, even though you didn't need to fake it because you, you yeah. obviously were there for a reason and yep. you were asked and you knew what you are talking about, so you were fine. But yeah, you were had like, all oh, the skills I needed. Yeah, but I need someone on my head so people go, gee, who's this guy with the prowl? He must be all right if he's going to wear that up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah got you fooled. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Mm. So it was something, like, obviously it's something memorable and it's a bit of a marketing thing, but I didn't realise that would be behind it. What about mm. you, Ray? Yeah, um, I, when I was in high school, was involved in a heap of different youth events. Like I did youth parliament and which is, if you don't know what that is, it's basically just where they get a bunch of kids and put them in parliament seats and go, have at it, <laughs> have a debate. Do they get good lunches? Yeah, parliamentary lunches are the best. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like a rule. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But like you're sitting in this huge room with a bunch of kids from the top schools in the state um, and these are like your future politicians, your future doctors, your future lawyers, like they're real switched on kids. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not this. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not hosting a podcast. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know how to debate. Why am I here? I'm here because my teacher was like, hey, you should do this. And I was like, yeah, righto. And you were thinking, oh, she just <laughs> needs to make up the numbers. <laughs> I'll go spend a week in Hobart. Why not? Free lunch. That's free, free lunch. Interesting. A lot of successful people have someone who believes in them before they believe in themselves. So your teacher's like, yeah, you should do this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go do that. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's interesting the amount of people that say, gee, you know, you should be doing this or yeah. do that. And you're like, oh, I couldn't do that. But other people notice it really quick and you yep. just never have any idea, do you? Mm-hmm. It's a bit different when you're like sitting there and you actually have to do it. <laughs> yeah. How'd you go, by the way? Uh, look, I spoke. I was oh. on news. I was on TV. <laughs> You're right. There you go. Successful. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah on yeah. TV. Got to see that. Yeah. Was that your autograph? Well, I got there. I spoke. I got through it. Yeah. And you got on TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a measure of success. <laughs> I think so. Who got shown on TV? Yeah. Read it. Yeah, no one else. Just read. Who there's, won? There's no one There's photographic ep- yeah. um, evidence on Facebook. <laughs> You're right. Beautiful. <laughs> Sounds like a success to me. Success to me. Englishing today, <laughs> not Englishing well. Struggle Street. I mean, we better get back to imposter syndrome because this is a pretty serious topic. Yes. So we're talking about imposter syndrome and what is it? Have we had it before? We've all had it before and then probably people listening would have stories or would be thinking now, yeah, no, often I think that, you know, I'm not good enough to do something or we're in the right place or, you know, am I capable or whatever. So probably should uh, keep on topic. Try and find those insecurities. Yeah. Within yourself then, if you're feeling it, try and address that. Might be talking to someone, might be talking to someone professional. Yeah. yeah. I think if it gets severe, you should probably talk to a professional, to a yeah, counsellor, to a psychologist. If it's stopping you from being able to perform your duties. It's probably important to note, actually, before we go too much into that, is if you are feeling the way that you are not good enough and you actually are not good enough, mm. that's probably different. It's not imposter syndrome. That's just, no, that's just not, being garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you've got to where you are because you've got been reasonably good at something yeah. and then you're thinking, that, gee, I'm not that good. Well, the worst case scenario would be getting to somewhere by being garbage and then thinking you're awesome. What's <laughs> the opposite of imposter syndrome? Yeah, we can't help you there. Yeah, no. Yeah. Ooh. I think you're still being an imposter then. I think they're called Prime Minister. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> real <pretty> rough. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Prime Ministers have the toughest jobs. Yeah, maybe not for doesn't, Australia. Like, like, no, it doesn't matter if you're good or country. bad. No one will ever know if you were good or bad. Yeah. It's just what gets portrayed and we'd have no clue. No. And forever you're known as that Prime Minister that was terrible. 
The poor UK Guaranteed. Prime Minister this week visits the Queen and then two days later the Queen dies. Yeah, there's poor a mockers. Queen. She did a good job, Queen. Yeah. RIP, Lizzie. Yeah, speaking of the Queen, she must have had a few moments of imposter syndrome in her life. She I'm just a normal kid and now I'm the Queen. You reckon she ever felt like a normal kid? I reckon she felt like a normal kid, but she's still a person. Yeah. Like she, she, runs. she probably felt pretty normal before her dad took on the... King, you know. Yeah, because that was sudden too. She wasn't was she the, wasn't in line for the throne, was she? No. Yeah, because I think it was King Edward. Yeah, abdicated the throne, yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to marry someone else and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so she would have been like, well, she would have had a bit of support and a bit of learning and whatnot to do what she do, but there'd be heaps of times she'd probably be dealing with problems. She had the world wars and... Mm. Um, well, Winston Churchill was still Prime Minister, I believe, when she ascended the throne, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, 1952, World War Two. Yeah, they had a recession at some point because they talked about devaluing the pound. Yeah, a lot of big issues, and she would have been like, "What am I doing here? I'm just, mm. yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about this." So I don't think anyone's immune, but well, she'd have been twenty twenty six. Younger, I think. Well, she when... was ninety six when she died, and she's had seventy years. It's oh, good maths. maths. Can't <laughs> argue with that. Yeah. Anyway. We're just establishing that it's a pretty common common problem, but why does that affect someone in business? I feel like, I don't know, if you're in business, you're good at what you do, and then you're sitting there thinking, gee, I'm not quite good enough. You're procrastinating a little bit. You could decide not to take on that big job. Yep. Which could then affect your bottom line. Yep. You feel like you can only go for the smaller jobs. Yep. Don't think you can charge that much. Yeah, there's there's a a big one. How many small businesses do we know that don't charge enough? Yeah, it's not like they need to be ripping people off, but no. it's like, oh, well, I was talking to the mechanic the other day and it might have been on another podcast, but he wasn't charging us because we took the car down and it had a big rattle, weird metallic noise in it. Why is freaking out? I don't know how to fix it and don't have the ability to get under the car or anything anyway. Mm. So we're taking it to the mechanic so they can identify what the problem was and tell us because we're worried about it, yeah. and like, which we're happy to pay for. Like we need that advice. We want it. We've taken it down there. We've made the buying decision. We're paying this guy. Yeah. It's there. And he's taken it for a drive, couldn't find it, sent it back, took it back down, still doing it, mucked around it for a while, figured out something was wrong, something was wrong, the last mechanic had broken a few things and he's fixed it all and, and it turned out to be mainly the issue was some drink bottles in the car. <laughs> we found that out later. Um, but he did actually fix a bunch of things with the mechanic, just like instead of unscrewing stuff, he just chopped it out. Yeah. Um, so he's fixed it and made it all proper and it was bouncing around and there was another noise that went away. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It was only half an hour. And like, to be honest, we didn't do too much. And da 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 da. I was like, man, don't devalue yourself. I mean, a piece of mind, we need it checked. Like, what's the hell? He's a, I said, it wasn't half an hour. You went for a drive for 20 minutes. My wife before, you spent half an hour now with your sidekick. Yeah. Oh, give me 15 bucks. Like, 15 bucks will be fine. I'm like, nah, put 100 in the machine. We'll pay 100. That's fair. It's an hourly rate, you know. Boom. Um, and he was just like, oh, I'm not good enough to charge an hour for this. Yeah. Which is crazy. So if you're in a small business and you're thinking, hey, you know, even though he's a good mechanic, he's got a whole mechanic shop, he's got to that point by being good at what he does, he still thinks, oh, I can't bill someone because there's no value there. But that's him thinking that, not me thinking that. Mm. I think to some point there's probably a bit of a, a fear of what the customers are going to think as well. Yeah. Because I've been on the other side of that working as a service advisor and we have charged for services and then people are not happy with the yeah. fact they're being charged for services. Were they good services? Like they were valid things. Yeah. Yeah. Things were, that were fixed. Yeah, or, it wasn't um, like blink of Or were diagnosed. <laughs> wasn't like you spent five hours on it and it was really an hour job. I mean, that does happen in some dealerships, but we're not going to go into that. I think uh, that's um, 
that's your value proposition though, isn't it? And yeah, if there's been an exchange of value, people are happy to pay um, and some people obviously want well, more for less. Some people would never be happy if you just yeah. exclude them. Some people yeah. just don't want to pay about ever. They that just want minority. everything for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes it's so you've got to be able to explain your value. Yeah, of course. And then if you feel like an imposter, you can't explain your value and then people won't get it and then they'll be like, hey, I don't want to pay you for that. Then mm. you'll feed yourself really, won't you? drop your rates or whatever. And yeah, then the same problem will happen again because you yeah. can't explain your value. And if you're not confident with that invoice, how are you ever going to be able to charge more? Mm. Safe to say that if your customer is saying, I want to pay you more, you've probably got some skills and – you can charge, mm. not like a wounded bull, but put some value in your work. Yeah, something I think is really important is that um, for any business, any person, you need to know why you're good. Like, why are we really good at something? And yeah. it's not the same as everyone else. Maybe it is, maybe it is, but it's pretty rare you need to. But like, why? what makes me really good? Why do people deal with me? Yeah. And your clients usually will tell you, and they're like, oh, you're the best because of this. Mm. Um, and you probably don't even think that. You probably don't even know that unless you've asked them. Mm. And you go through and you ask them and you say, oh, gee, why do you like us? Like, you're the best. Why do you actually like us? Oh, I love this and I love this and I love this and I love this. And oh, boom, write that down. Yep. And they go, gee, what do we do? Boom. So at least when you're doing things, you know, oh, I do this, 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 this is why I'm awesome. And, and generally the stuff that they like is addressing a pain point that they've had from other service providers. Yeah. And so that's why they come back to you. Yeah. It could be a pain point or it could be you talk to them, mm. communicate, get back to them. Whatever you listen. Yeah, you're a nice person. Yep. Yeah, you listen. No one else listens to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can ask other people and find out what those good things are, and they can definitely contribute to giving you somebody to think. Oh, gee, we are actually good at this because people say. And I think a lot of business owners and people in general don't ask for feedback because they're worried about the bad feedback, especially if you've got imposter syndrome. Oh yeah, I don't want to ask. What if they tell me something I don't want to hear? But you know, just in general, no one wants to hear bad things about themselves mm. and they're worried about all the things that have gone wrong or might have gone wrong or things that more people might think and then they're like, oh, but if they tell me it'll be real, it's like, well, no, if you've mucked it up, they, they already know you've mucked it up. Like, it's yep. already out there. So them telling you is probably better because at least they know you, you want to know, mm. which is much better than you don't want to know. And so people don't ask for that feedback because they're too afraid of hearing, oh, gee, you really mucked this up. And at the end of the day, people just want to know you want to help them and you want to get a good result and you try your best and that's... A lot of people, even if they get an enormous amount of good feedback, if they see one bad review, they'll just solely focus on that one bad review. Yeah, yeah. Hyper, hyper focus on the, yeah. on the negatives. You've got, to, you've got to fix stuff, but yes, you've got to take some things with a grain of salt sometimes. And a negative review is sometimes a positive. A lot of times it's a positive, unless they're one of that minority that's never happy. Mm. But if you've actually cocked something up, how do we fix it? And if you're a bigger business, you definitely want to see those negative reviews because something's gone wrong in the systems. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, sometimes focusing on that one thing is no good. You do need to look at it, but take it with the fact you had 99 good things as well. So you don't go and smash everyone and go, oh, this is the end of the world, this one bad thing. Blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, we had 99 that was perfect, well done everyone. Yeah. How can we avoid this other one? Because like, we don't want people having a bad result, do we? No, and especially, I suppose, if you're, if you're trying something new as a business and you're, you're adding a new service there's a fair chance you're going to get some, some mixed feedback yep. because you're trying something new. If you're not trying anything new, you're never going to make a mistake. Yeah, definitely. So don't rest on your laurels just because you're feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome. Mm. Grab, uh, the, grab the world. Mm. So something you mentioned earlier was that you know, it can feed itself pretty well. 
Um, so knowing why you you're good at something will help you a little bit. But mm. if you're in that if you're in that mindset now, you're listening to this and you're just like, oh, we're the same as everyone else. Like we don't do anything great. Um, well, maybe you should go talk to people and see if you are, and if they're all saying, oh, you're just mediocre. Well, you probably need to ask them yep. what would make it great, like what would make it better. Um, and if it's all just mediocre, you probably should be in a completely different business. Mm. Not to ruin your dreams and things. And if you probably see everything negatively, that might you might take that the wrong way. But, or you um, could get a mentor. Yeah, you could get a mentor. Get a coach. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you said to your clients, oh, you know, what are we doing? Oh, just same as everyone else, you know, you know you're just average. Okay, well, what would make us the best? Oh, nothing because there's no way for anyone to be better. Or There's either no business there or they're not giving you the good feedback. So you ask a bunch of clients if they all say that, you probably don't have a, a really good business to be in because there's no way you can compete and be better than someone else. Do you want to compete? No, you always want to be different, so that's part of knowing your strengths. Like, yeah. we're good because of these things, and people that appreciate those things will deal with you. Mm. Um, so I'm sure in the ballpark, and people that appreciate something else will deal with other people. Yep. Um, but you can't be everything to everyone. And if you play that game with, with a non-competing mindset, you can't lose. Yeah, correct. Mm. Yeah, it's a big world out there, definitely. If you do get a bit of the imposter syndrome, well, some things you can do to, to realise it, I think just being aware of it's a thing and that's why we thought oh, it's a podcast. It's not a long podcast but it's worth people knowing about mm. because like I said with my experiences, you go, gee, oh, this bit over my head yep. and then when I spend two minutes breaking it down, I'm like, oh, no, that's, we should do this but I'm aware that when I think those things, hey, this is a thing, it's not, it's normal. Everyone gets it, it's human nature. Well, it's growth as well. Yeah. Like, you want to be over your head if, you, if you're getting into that growth mindset and you're reaching that point where you're out of your comfort zone. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Expose yourself to a little bit of anxiety because then the next time you're not as anxious. Yeah. If it is becoming overwhelming, that's where, okay, maybe maybe we need to talk to someone, find your mentor, find a professional counsellor. Just talk to a client. Talk to a client. Talk to a good client that loves you. Yeah. Talk to your mum. Yeah. <laughs> find someone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and there's lots of things you can do in that space. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you find if you find out like, oh, gee, no, I'm not going to know if I shouldn't be here and things aren't going well, well, focus on, well, what can I do? Because mm-hmm. that's in your head. That's not a reality. It's just you thinking that. Yep. Focus on what you can control and not what you can't. Yes, yeah, spot on. So, okay, this is a situation. I don't think we're good enough at this. Why? Boom, boom, boom. Okay, mm-hmm. let's the fix those thing things. If you weren't ready, you probably wouldn't have the opportunity to do what you're doing anyway. Yes, you wouldn't have got to where you are. Yep. Um, unless you've just sort of maybe submitted your resume in somewhere for a job you shouldn't have had and fudged the whole thing. And then that's that's something different. That's, you know, fraud. But uh, yeah, we're not talking about that. We're Don't talking that. about you're good at what you're doing. You've got to you've got yourself to a certain point And then, you know, you can, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, yeah, no, I do deserve to be here. I'm good at what I do. Um, you know, probably in Australia, we've talked before about, you know, people don't like that. That was tall poppy syndrome, I think we're talking about. Yeah, we know that term. Um, people don't like tooting their own horn and they definitely don't like people doing well, um, other people doing well, but that's not how it should be. And um, sometimes if, if you are not going to teach your own horn, no one's going to do it for you. And anyone who's trying to bring you down isn't doing as much as you anyway, so why listen to them? Yeah, correct. Um, and if you're good at what you do, it's fine to say, yeah, no, I'm actually right at it. Yep. Um, other people are probably saying it too. What's the, uh, the spiritual side of it is the universe isn't going to put anything in front of you that you can't handle. Yeah. Yep. Um. You know, that's just in Australia, but you've got other cultures. I was talking to a client. She's um she's lived around the world, and I haven't been there, but she's um she did some English teaching in, I think it was South Korea, mm. and she said the schools are just so different. And we were talking about tall poppy syndrome and how that 
it was amazing how if people were doing such a great job here, they would get torn down or they really hide it so no one knew because they didn't want to cause trouble. Yeah. And that's the culture here. And um, she's like, in South Korea, it's so different. Went to the, the, I remember the first school assembly, blew my mind. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'll probably get a message later. But um, she basically said that that brings students up that it had achieved something one by one in front of the assembly. And like, this is Sam, right? This is Sam. Sam's got a scholarship to go to this school. Sam's a legend. He beat everyone else in the country and everyone would applaud. Yep. And he'd get his applause and then he'd move on. And then this is so-and-so, they've achieved this. And they, they had such a celebration of people. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Like they yeah. were, you could go, well, that makes people that didn't achieve it feel bad. But that's one way to look at it. The other way is giving people stuff to aspire to. Because like spondus, imposter syndrome is like, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm just a person. Yep. But then they can say, oh, Sam, I grew up with Sam. We played in the backyard. We threw stones at each other. And Sam was able to do that. So I can do that too. You're never going to diminish your own success by celebrating someone else's success, successes. Yeah. I'm um, struggling with success today. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Funny that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was quite interesting. Like if you just sort of reframe that situation to go from how a lot of people in Australia look at it, which is successes are negative. I'm a, I'm a poster. I don't want to celebrate that. I don't want to, hmm. you know, to, oh, success is great. You know, we did a good job. You know, well done. Um, that's okay. If you think of it that way, that's, I think you can make some inroads there as well. It's really common in Indian um, culture as well, not just India, but like South Asia in general. A lot of parents will just brag and brag and brag and brag about their children. Like, you know, my children are doctors, they're lawyers, you know, they work for huge IT firms, they went to the top universities and it's just like everybody wants to be the best all the time and they want to like shout it from the rooftops about how good they are. Yeah. And it's so different to hear because everyone's like, oh yeah, I got into this uni. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. It. What are you doing? Uh, I don't want I'm to tell you. I'm just doing this. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So there's lots of different ways to frame frame it, but I think it's just important that people understand them. And when you when Ray you brought it up, said we should talk about this. I was like, yeah, we should talk about it because I think it affects every business owner at some stage. I think it affects pretty much everyone at some stage in their life in some way. Um, where you just think, oh, gee, I probably shouldn't be here. I think managers should talk about it too. Yeah. And, and people who own businesses talk to your employees about it so they know that. It's not just them feeling it, especially yeah. if you've just hired someone new. Yeah, there is. Especially if you've got like a new graduate straight out of university, someone who's never yeah. worked in, you know, yeah. a professional environment before. That's a key point. Actually. Positive mindset. Back yourself. You, you've got a generation of kids now that have been, one of a better word, handicapped by their environment. Uh, they've been brought up in a world with screens and it's not their fault. So they've had... Could be a big positive that they've been brought up with screens. Absolutely. But you've got a dopamine addiction from social media that is... Again, not their fault, and now they're out in the workforce. And we've got a generation around our age who are looking at millennials and going, and the next generation going, oh, these guys are uncoachable, we can't, we can't work with them. Whereas if we create a culture of support and we adapt to that next generation coming through, we can evolve our business to succeed with their successes as they move through an ever-changing landscape. Mm. They're probably some of the most coachable as well. Like a lot of the people that are just finishing up with uni now have been through university through the pandemic. Mm. So no one was able to go to in-person classes. So you get a lot more value out of going to in-person lectures where you can ask questions and things like that. 
you don't get as much value from online. Yeah. I haven't been around really long, so, you know, I haven't seen 10, 20 different generations, but just, you know, some theories. But I don't think people are all too dissimilar, you know, through the years. Like, no. it's on my generation, this generation. Really, is someone two years younger than you in a different generation? Like, nah. Yeah, technology changed and the world changes, but the world's always changed. Yeah. Um, it's changed a bit faster now than it used to. But like you say, oh, they're addicted to dopamine and set the other one. I was like, well, are they just used to things happening faster? Yeah, it's the um, uh, instantaneous gratification. Yeah, so you go, okay, well, how can we speed up that loop in our business? We're used to going really slow and we're used to this and we're used to that, but we've got someone who wants to go a million miles an hour and they want constant dopamine. Let's give them constant dopamine. How do we do that? Let's gamify our business. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, there's always different ways to look at things. I just don't know. We're not talking yeah. about imposter syndrome now, but so we're going to talk about it. We might as well just well, you, mention it. If you're at the top of the mountain, you might feel like an imposter, but we need to climb the mountain first. Yep. How do we do it quicker? Yeah. Um, but like Ray was saying, the people come into the workforce, you've got people that say, oh, gee, I'm a set of uni. I, I don't know. They're like, gee, you guys, you do this, this, this. I could never do that. Mm. Yes, you can, love. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can do that. Here's a photo of me at your age. Yeah. I couldn't do it either. Yeah, we all came from somewhere. <laughs> you know, everything in life's practice. Yep. So, you know, you say fake it till you make it or you just, you know, realistic expectations. Hey, I'm new. Mm. I'm the trainee. I've got my trainee badge on which a lot of businesses have trainee badges. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, I want to help you. I'm here. Let's work through it. And then and one day, that's where I started. So one day you're going to get there. But you know, when you get there, it's remembering that, you know, you, you got there for a reason. Yeah. Um, having that confidence. That's the key word, I think. Confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Back yourself. Yeah, believe. So we've had a really good discussion about um, imposter syndrome today. We've talked about how everybody experiences it and it's a really common problem, especially in the professional community. Um, so we had a chat about knowing your worth and reminding yourself of all of the good things you've done. Some reread some reviews or look back on some projects that you've done and um, how successful that they were to remind yourself that you are in fact doing okay. And also just getting help if you need it, knowing when to get help and getting help from the right avenues. Yeah, good sum up. Yeah. Very well yeah. done. Why don't we just say that in like two minutes and people have to listen to us <laughs> yeah. for so long. Gosh. Yeah. We also touched on some um, management styles, which is a really good segue because in our next podcast, we're going to talk about micromanagement. Oh, so I see what you did there. That'll be uh, really good. <laughs> she tricked us during the podcast. That was pretty well done. Nice. I don't know why you would have imposter syndrome because that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ian looks so <laughs> amazed right now. Yeah. I'll write I'm not, that down that's and <laughs> not amazed. I'm 100% believing you, Riri. I'll write it down in my review list so I can look back on it when I feel like I'm experiencing imposter <laughs> exactly. syndrome. Yeah. She just listened to this part of the podcast again and again, I repeat. Yeah. yeah. I'm awesome. I am awesome. They said I was awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. That was great. See you next time. On that note, bye. So long. <laughs>